The Wrestling Podcast About Nothing is brought to you by BDA Radio. BDA Radio doesn't break news, they break the news with their wild commentary regarding MMA and wrestling. Head on over to BDARadio.com and check out all of the latest news on the UFC, Bellator, WWE, and much more. They are proud to be the voice of fans because they are fans themselves. BDARadio.com I think I can sum up the show for you with one word. Nothing. Wrestling fans, there are millions and millions of podcasts out there, but there's nothing like this one. Do you ever just get down on your knees and thank God that you know me and have access to my dementia? This is the wrestling podcast about nothing. Nothing? Nothing. Welcome to episode 47 of the BDA Radio exclusive edition of the wrestling podcast about nothing on BDARadio.com and the podcast radio network. I am longtime pro wrestling referee Mike Crockett, and I'm joined, as always, by independent wrestling veteran, the kingpin, Brian Malonis. Hello. Why are you in my kitchen? Why am I in your kitchen? Yeah. I'm here to visit. You had chili, right? Yeah. You turned it down. Well, yeah. You insulted my wife. The matriarch of your home? <laughs> yeah. She slaved over a crock pot that sat unattended all day. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. The, the the effort on that chili was piss poor. It wasn't my recipe. Oh boy, it was it was some garbage recipe she pulled offline. Was so it the, Hormel? So the kids would eat it. <laughs> and neither one of them ate it. So I am the chili connoisseur of uh, the Malonis household. So uh, you know, I'm gonna probably take that trash and dump it down the drain shortly. That's not nice. It's <laughs> not nice at all. Brian, you should be elated that we're here together. We're here to celebrate. Celebrate what? The podcast this past Monday on the NAI Wrestling Network with our friend Makazi. Yes. Uh, it really got out there among the people. <laughs> it did. We we're on Reddit. We we're on the front page of Reddit. We had 175 upvotes as of our recording this evening. I don't know what that means. I, me neither, but I'm told it's good. A lot of comments uh, in the favorable category. Good comments. He made good comments. Good comments. And Any burials I, of you? No, not, oh, not at all. They're not good comments to me, then. That's not nice. And, of course, one of the topics that were on the poll this evening that I was hoping would win was favorite female wrestler. Because I was just going to say Sasha Banks, and that's it. <laughs> that's all you need to say? Yes, because she retweeted our episode with Mikazi, and uh, the people jumped on it. Of course they did. They did. Do you know I taught her how to wrestle, Mike? <laughs> yes, and last week on the Steve Austin podcast, we found out that you're the nice trainer. I am the nice trainer. What, uh, you're Certainly the... wasn't those other two jerks. Good cop, bad cop, huh? <laughs> no, I'm just a nice guy. Oh, are you? Well, the boss says I am, so I guess... suck it, Crockett. <laughs> I guess that goes a long way. <laughs> well, yes, thank you to Sasha. Her opinion means more than yours does. Oh, well, apparently in this world. But uh, a lot of people, yeah, she sent a lot of eyes over to our brand new website, thewpan.com. That is the hub of the universe. Anybody buy any t-shirts? I don't know. That information doesn't <laughs> come to me. That's right. I forgot. Oh, boy. Neville. There's probably uh, like millions of WPAN t-shirts out there. And he just has <laughs> hundreds yeah. of them. Thousands. <laughs> Thousands. <laughs> so. and, and Neville's just rolling in that WPAN t-shirt cash 
laughing at us. <laughs> so, yes, go to the WPAN.com. That is our new home. That's where you can find all of our podcasts, the New Age Insiders Wrestling Network Edition shows, and the BDA Radio shows, all in one place. It's quick. It's easy. Just go to the WPAN.com. You can listen right there on the site, or you can download for later. So check out our brand new website. I know there's a video section on there. Maybe we can start doing some content. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. I'm, I'm busy. The, the most least busy guy I've ever seen. You know what I'm trying to say. I, I don't. I don't. <laughs> Coming up, we've got Merv Griffin time. That's where we get your thoughts and it's your questions. Plus, one more harrowing howl will be immortalized in our Heal Laugh Hall of Fame. But first, as I mentioned, we are discussing a different topic each week voted on by our listeners and followers at the WPAN on Twitter. This week's topic, Brian, we're going to look back in our past to talk about the weirdest wrestling venues that there have been wrestling shows that we participated in. How did you not figure this one was going to win? Immediately when I saw the poll, I knew this one was going to win because it has a tinge of negativity in it. You think so? Yeah, I think so. It's weird. It's not bad. (laughs) It's not terrible. It's not the worst. It's a tinge of a hint, a dash of negativity. (laughs) We know our audience. All right. Perhaps you're right. Perhaps you're right, Brian. Uh, So that is the winning topic. We're going to talk about the weirdest places that we've been a part of wrestling shows. Does Uh, backyard wrestling shows count? Sure. (laughs) (laughs) Was it a particularly marshy backyard? No, it's just like a baseball field. <laughs> oh, baseball fields. I've wrestled in baseball fields. Well, I haven't wrestled, but I've been a part of shows on it's, baseball fields. It's Stark Park in Manchester, New Hampshire. It's like you got like the park up top, which is like one of those parks that doesn't have like swings or anything. It's like a memorial park. And then like down like the hill, way in the back, unless you're looking for it, you don't even know it exists. There's like a baseball field, very secluded. And that's why we chose it. So, yeah, you didn't pay the town to use their facility? Of course not. (laughs) I don't think the town even remembers it's there. I think there's lots of uh, nefarious activity that goes on down in that baseball field area. You think? It's very secluded. Lots of woods around it. Oh, boy. So there's lots of uh, unsavory stuff happening. Well, if there wasn't, now there is. The word is out about it. (laughs) So uh, let's talk about... Okay, let's get into the professional side of things. Because some of these venues are... Strange, weird, and uh, not quite what you think when you weird, think about wrestling shows. Weird and wild stuff. <laughs> it's like going in there and look at the 3D picture. You come out with your shirt off. Uh, okay, I'll start us off there, Kingpin. How about wrestling at an arcade? A little different. Is it good times? Well, good times is one, but that was, it wasn't as odd because they had a separate room. It, well, they, they did it in two places at Good Times Emporium. That's a, a famous venue in the Boston area. It was actually in Somerville, Massachusetts. Good Times Emporium. It was an arcade. Uh, you know, uh, one of these things that is now like uh, what's it? What's the uh, Bill and Bob's? What's the uh, one place now? to be? Uh, <laughs> what's the the big Dave and Buster's? Not Bill and Bob's. Bill and Bob's. <laughs> Dave and Buster's. It's like it was like that back in the day. And but they had a separate room that they would use. They would also do it on the main floor, but they would have curtains. They would they would curtain it off, so you could still hear all the like the noises of the video games going on. But it was its own place. But there was a it's place very, very apropos because you are one of the curtain jerkers of pro wrestling podcasting. Now, Thanks so. very much. As are you. <laughs> and so there's one. Connecticut also that I did for NWA New England, but this wasn't quite as uh, secluded from the rest of the thing. It was kind of like right in the middle. It was like they moved the 
Qbert in Dig Dug Machines out of the way <laughs> <laughs> just to sit a ring down in the middle of all this stuff. All right, makes sense. It was uh, a weird place to do wrestling because, like I said, there's all this going on. You can hear like the Spy Hunter theme in the background over there. There's a kid uh, playing the whack-a-mole game like three yards away. Everything was like right You're really dating yourself, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was a little ways back. Whack-a-mole. Do you even remember what the hell that is at this point? Of course. Of course. Everyone knows whack-a-mole. Let us know at the WBA on a Twitter. Uh, but this was the show also that I've talked about where a referee was uh, temporarily paralyzed through a tombstone pile driver. Okay. So just think of the juxtaposition of me standing or kneeling over this referee. He's telling me that he cannot feel his arms or legs. Uh, Just a spoiler alert. He completely recovered and he's fine to this day. But just think of me hearing from this guy that... He cannot move his arms and legs. He cannot get up. He cannot move. And in the background, I'm hearing like the Super Mario Brothers theme. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) It is just a a very strange juxtaposition. And Uh, the very epitome of at least that day and age of professional wrestling, independent professional wrestling was, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah. So that was uh, the first thing that came to mind when I thought of weird wrestling venues. Well, you got Kingpin. Well, I guess along those lines, I mean, it happened this year, actually. It happened a few months ago. I wrestled in the food court of a mall. Just like right in the middle of the food court. So you talk about they cleared out the Cubert machine. They cleared out all the tables in the in the food court. And right in the middle, like there's a pizza shop over here. There's a little pub thing. There's like a Chinese place. I think there was like a D'Angelo's or something. And then right smack dab in the middle, here's a professional wrestling ring. This mall, too, like this mall looks like straight out of like just like the rest of Western Massachusetts. It looks like Western Massachusetts just got to like 1988 and just said, you know what? We're good here. We're good. We're going to stay in 1988. We're not going to get out of it. So you say it's a dirt mall? It wasn't like it was unclean or anything. It just it looks like it hadn't been updated in 30 years. Like. But, but, again, right in the middle of the food court, so you can go get a slice of pie and watch the Kingpin wrestle Wrecking Ball Ligurski at the same time. Well, you could have got a slice of pie, too, while you were wrestling Wrecking Ball Ligurski. I did, right after the match. The pizza sucked. Really? <laughs> I was going to ask, is there a way you could parlay your uh, fame in the ring to go over and get free pizza or free Chinese food? Or no, I'm, I'm sure that the people there, uh, I mean, they, they have them back there. They just had them back there. Pioneer Valley Pro Wrestling just had them back there like a couple weeks ago. I think the people, the owners of the restaurants or whatever, are probably just annoyed at the professional wrestling thing there because it probably drove people away who were like, what the hell's going on? Is it wrestling? I don't want to go see that. <laughs> like people who like are not are not interested in wrestling, you know, just be like, oh, I'm going to avoid down there. We'll, we'll go someplace else to eat, honey. I don't know. This, this mall, this mall, sword. this mall also, by the way, had like an FYE in it. FYE? Yes, FYE. And they had, I actually took a picture. They had a, they had a Kofi Kingston stuffed animal that I sent a picture of uh, to Kofi. Oh, isn't that the, oh, a nice uh, name drop there. But, uh, You're welcome. Isn't that the place that has exclusively the Budio cereal? FYE? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. I can't believe they still exist. There's still one in the mall here in New Hampshire, right? The Rockingham Mall? Again, though, I, had, I told you, right out of 1988, this place. Is, they had a, this mall had a movie theater in it still. It's still a mall with a movie theater in it. I was, I was amazed. I hadn't seen one of those in a long time. Your one-stop shop. <laughs> exactly. Now, I got one for you, Kingpin, that we were both on. This is a wrestling show. Okay, it was an outdoor event. Some of these are going to be outdoor events because that's always uh, 
a little bit of a switch up from, you know, usually indoors. What about an event that took place at a hotel during a lingerie convention? <laughs> All right. Yes. Yes. And <laughs> there was uh, some controversy involved because uh, one of the, um, what would you consider this gentleman who is a part of the Battle uh, Royal? Oh, the uh, the MSP. Okay. He was... <laughs> a husband of one of our, one of the sales agents. Yes. And uh, he was... So you should give the backstory here. Okay, go this ahead. This is a, laund- a lingerie company. We won't say the name. Uh, I don't know. The, whatever. We won't say the name. But it was like a party plan. We, were, we worked for a lingerie party plan company. And this was our an annual sales convention. So it was kind of like you think of like Avon. You know, they, these are women who would sell our product and make a commission on it. And then every year they'd have a convention where they all came together. And the husband, and it was all women. I, I think we maybe had one yep. one male. So that's what, I'm not being sexist when, I, when I'm saying like it was all husbands or whatever, but it really was. Um, so one of the husbands of one of the sales agents who was a big wrestling fan was in the Battle Royal. And uh, some people were very upset about Tommaso Champa. <laughs> another name drop was beside himself over this. That's also the debut of the Playboy Jimmy James. Uh, yes, yes. Untrained, I might add. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a couple of untrained people in the battle. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it could be argued there there are more than a couple. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, did this gentleman win the battle royal? I, I don't remember. I'm assuming he did. He probably why, did. Why wouldn't he have won it? So yeah, during a lingerie convention, that is a strange, weird place, I would say, for a wrestling show. I'd say, too. You want to talk about the real interesting story that happened? What was the real interesting story that happened? <laughs> the the ring truck was involved. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> sure, if you want to get into it. <laughs> Sorry, Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the... the um, <laughs> there was a fella who drove the ring truck. He's a very interesting fella. He, I may or may not have uh, known this guy. And introduced him to to the world of professional yes, wrestling. Maybe um, we'll leave that you know to be a mystery. But he drove the ring truck flawlessly. I might add, <laughs> did an impeccable job for a very long time. Always on time, right? Is that a fair statement? Was tremendous at the job for quite a long time. I remember, like, was before there, there were some two incidents. They, they were like back to back. Okay, <laughs> yeah, that's that's. What, so yeah, they, so he decided it was a bright idea. This is a rider truck. Yep. He decided it was a bright idea not to go around like the hotel awning or is, is it awning? Is that the yeah, proper term? I guess so. Yeah, there's like little. He decides to, yeah, like, well, like, like the carport area where you, where you would drop somebody off uh, so they could take their bags in or whatever. Yep. He decides to drive this rider truck underneath it and proceeds to damage the awning, taking a big chunk out of it. Peels the top like a freaking tuna can. (laughs) (laughs) And it's funny to us because it didn't come out of our pocket. Right. (laughs) Well, it didn't come out of his either, right? (laughs) No, no. (laughs) Maybe they can talk about this on the For the Pops podcast sometime. Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think it will quite have have the comedic tone it has on this one, though. I guess not. Uh, So, yeah, that was quite a day. Quite a day. Indeed, Kofi Kingston was there. There's a there's a there's a picture uh, floating yes. around somewhere on the internet of a, of a group of fellows, including one Kofi Kingston. So, so yes, he was there and uh, participated in this strange, strange show. How about this one, Kingpin? All right, I did one in a wedding venue. That not really strange on the surface. All right, I did too. Is the same one? Well, it's a, it was like a, a function hall that was like like Lobster Man in New Hampshire. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think we're on the show together. Were we? 
think so. Is this where is this where uh, Max Smashmaster's uh, dick and balls fell out? And, and, <laughs> and my wife saw him. Is that that show? No, no. Oh, okay. Not that show. <laughs> but this one was in I think Witchenden, Massachusetts. It was and it was for uh, it wasn't for Lobster Man. It was for Maverick Wild. But when I say wedding venue, like a, like a function hall, like a reception hall, it was done up. It was a fancy hall, like with white columns, like with white linen everywhere. All and it was like really done up nice. And to see these friggin' half wits come marching in with a ring, <laughs> yourself included, <laughs> exactly. It was not. Uh, it was just a contrast of styles. So, Lasherman ran one in in Manchester, New Hampshire. Well, just like the same way. It's called the Executive Court, which is a very like highfalutin uh, yeah. wedding function. So very similar though. Very nice. No business having professional wrestling in it. And yeah, Max Smash Master. Uh, exposed himself to my, to my wife and min, and the many other fans that were in attendance there uh, because his uh, tights were too loose. <laughs> <laughs> I got a, I came back. <laughs> I got a text that said, "Hey, I saw the." Uh, I forget how she described him, but I saw, I, saw, I saw I saw his privates. I think was the was the text. I got. Not his pickle. <laughs> no, not his pickle. No, okay, Michael wasn't talking about it. All right. So yeah, that was your experience. My experience. I remember. This venue, like I said, pristine, white everywhere, and I remember Tony friggin' Spencer busting his nose open and getting, like, blood all over, like, one of the linen white tablecloths. Sounds all right. And the other memory that I have from that night, which isn't really related to the venue at all, it's just uh, Maverick Wild, ironically, with his dick out, <laughs> yelling at a deaf referee. All right. So, <laughs> figure I'd throw that in there. Put that together in your head. Let that swim around for a while. I'd rather not. Okay. <laughs> I'd rather. I'd rather not. Uh, do you get anything else there, Kingpin? What are you thinking well, about here? Uh, well, you, you're kind of talking about outdoor venues, and I don't think we've ever worked any together. But fair shows. Yeah, fair shows in general are pretty weird. So I get a couple experiences. One, uh, we were in like this. I don't think it was tractor pull. I think it was like like a hor- the horses pull shit at fairs. Like do they hook weight up to horses and they pull it? It's either horses or something. So this, yeah, this is a, yeah, this or- is like a so it's it's a it's a arena is the wrong word for it, but it's like it's open on the sides and the but it's like it has a roof. And is this Maine? Yes, Farmington. I think I've done that. I don't <laughs> think it was in the same year as you, yeah. but I've done it. I wrestled Rick Fuller. And the people were like seventy five yards away from the race, yes. like and like a ridiculous amount. The closest person was like a ridiculous amount away from the ring. It was obscene, but it stunk. It stunk like horseshit, complete horseshit. <laughs> so, so then this year I did another fair show, uh, an outdoor thing. Wait, twenty seventeen? Twenty seventeen. Okay, I did a fair show in somewhere in somewhere in Mass, somewhere out and down like I did for Top Row Promotions. Yeah. Um, Rochester, Rochester, Mass. Does that sound that sure? Sound, sound correct down <laughs> in the Fall River ish area, but again another fair. So and we're in this area that again looks like it was probably. It's a pen of some sort, so I'm guessing they probably keep some animals there <laughs> when there's not a professional wrestling ring. There's a, there's there are bleachers too, so they must obviously put on shows with these animals. But like I don't know, like over here, there's some horses or cows or something. There's a tractor pole over here, and just again, the whole place smells like horseshit. <laughs> like from the ring, you could see the asses of horses taking shits. 
There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> the year I was up in Farmington doing that exact same venue, it was raining. So, like I said, it was dirt and shit. That was the entire floor <laughs> of where the wrestling ring was, the arena. Plus, it was raining, so it was mud. You couldn't tell where the hell you were stepping. It was absolutely a terrible evening. Yeah, that was uh, the my, my trip too. Also ended with me blowing the head gasket of my car and, and driving all the way back from Maine. Like, keep having to put fluid in my car because it kept overheating and i didn't want to get stranded up in farmington maine which is like three and a half hours away from me yeah it's way the hell up there so yeah i completely destroyed my car and you're like a half hour north of me yeah so yeah i completely destroyed my car on the on the on the way back from this show so not a great experience overall great memories yeah i'm sure i got a state whole of maine. 10 or 15 bucks for it too <laughs> how about a used car lot <laughs> well i don't know actually it, it was a maybe it was chaotic no this was for tony rumble his brother owned i don't think it was a used car lot i think it was, it was just a dealership it was in uh, wallingford connecticut and the funniest thing was we're outside outdoors in the parking lot the ring is set up jim Cornette is on the show he's working for wwf at this time so he it's a short trip i guess from stamford to wallingford but just the fact that we're outdoors with like new cars around us and Jim Cornette is managing on the show. It was just a very odd situation. <laughs> right? Yeah, I guess. It's, I mean I'm sure he's done a lot worse. I'm sure he has. <laughs> but he's you know, he's in uh We might be talking about something next week. <laughs> <laughs> he's been, he's in ten thousand seat arenas, but uh, you know, he comes out for seventy five people at the uh Wallingford Toyota. Very strange. Yeah, all right. I'll give it to you, Mike. Thank you. I'll give it to you. Uh, I mean, I, I, you know, for, with wrestling for beyond wrestling, we've had some interesting venues. I, I've never wrestled in nightclubs before. Mm-hmm. And so the I, I, the first time I get booked for beyond, I, I thought, I'm like, this, this is a nightclub. I kind of knew. I guess I didn't know their venues were nightclubs. And when you get there, and when you understand the, the atmosphere of beyond wrestling, like it makes a hell of a lot of sense. It actually... That's kind of what the atmosphere beyond is: small, intimate people on top of the ring. But still, when you think about like wrestling in a in a nightclub, it's it can be very bizarre. Like there was uh, Providence, um, the Aurora nightclub, where like the locker room was this very tiny, tiny, tiny little room with like a couch, and there's like thirty or forty guys in there. And then um, the Electric Haze in Worcester were changing in the stock room, surrounded by just <laughs> bottles and bottles and bottles of beer and in this stock room downstairs is all sorts of like mannequins i don't know why there's all these mannequins in a stock room of a of a nightclub uh but just tons of them and like disassembled too i don't know why hmm. and there and there there is a bathroom down there that if i had to go number two in this bathroom I don't think I could. I think I'd probably end up pooping my pants instead. <laughs> it's it's that that sketchy of a bathroom. All right, so mannequins, beer, terrible bathroom. I okay. I, I guess I'll I'll agree with you. That is weird, wild stuff. <laughs> weird, Thank wild you. stuff. And you mentioned the locker rooms. I can think of a couple weird locker rooms. There was a venue in Holyoke. I don't think it's the place that PVP is running now. No, is it the it's the one that EWA used to run? No, I don't think so. But this was we basically changed in a tool shed. 
No, this is a different venue than I was thinking of. It was literally like you're changing and you got like a weed whacker hanging over your head. All right. You, you know, one guy sitting on a writhing mower, you know, pulling his pants on. It's just, <laughs> and there's all sorts of stuff like a rake there, all kinds of things. This weird place to change because I mean, the venue is, it's like, it's not like an Elks Lodge, but some sort of like World War II Memorial Hall, I think it's called. But the locker room, there's like a little hallway and it's off of the building. And it's literally, it's not heated either. It's cold and it's cold in there. It's like basically a shed <laughs> that they put us in. And uh, that wasn't fun. Do you remember Methuen, the old Methuen venue for Chaotic, when there was a couple shows, they had the bright idea to like put us in a different locker room or set up the entrance in a different place, and we had to actually walk outside yes. like in the cold yes. to, get, to get to the entrance? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm trying to think of other... The other venue I was thinking of in Holyoke, it was the venue where it looks like there's like asbestos all over the wall. Ah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's like, it's that upstairs like storage room that was just full of shit yeah and then remember the horrible horrible bathroom no. in that one? Oh my god it was I, I was pretty i'm pretty sure we were told not to poop in that bathroom like to only <laughs> go pee in there i'm pretty i'm like i'm almost like i'm like 90 percent sure of this that if anybody had to go poop you would have had to like leave and go to go, go to someplace else to to poop okay you know what that that spurred another memory Uh-oh. mike i never even thought of bob evans old school did you ever do one of the tapings no. there this was in a a mill like an old mill building mm-hmm. and just a dirty dingy disgusting place that had the <laughs> most again the most disgusting bathrooms i've ever seen it had like the urinals that are like really tall you ever seen like they, like they go all the way down yeah. to the floor? Like, what a ceiling! I like it. <laughs> like just disgusting. Big target. Yeah, disgusting. But yeah, I've wrestled in a couple mill buildings as well, which is when you think one of them, somebody actually did up real nice. I guess it's 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 a little weird that it's a mill building, but somebody did it up nice. They had a nice entrance set and concession area, and um, yeah, I don't know mill buildings. Mill buildings. What do you think of mill? But Julian has an interesting story from a mill oh, building. Oh yes, <laughs> he sure does. We'll let him tell it on this podcast someday. He sure does. Uh, all right, we're leading up to our number one worst wrestling venues. Worst? Yes. I mean, oh, weirdest. Jeez, the negativity seeping into your brain. <laughs> yes, number one weirdest wrestling venues. How about this, Kingpin? I had a show at a horse track, Suffolk Downs. And there is a gentleman who was on the radio a number of years back who was a big wrestling fan and also a big fan of hot dogs. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> uh, hey there, uh, Carla. Uh, <clears throat> his name was Eddie Andelman, and he did the hot dog safari every year at Suffolk Downs, which is a horse track. And they set up a wrestling ring. Uh, not in the track, but to the side of the track, underneath where all the fancy people in their hats stand, I guess. Like, well, they don't have like a, a, right. a derby there. But uh, this area where they put the ring was slanted, <laughs> like 45 <laughs> degrees. <laughs> so literally, they put the ring on it, and you're... You're, go- you're going, whoa! <laughs> I'm, I'm sliding down to do a count, and I slide out of the <laughs> ring. It's just, it was uh, really not an optimal place to set up a wrestling ring. But the uh, 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 hot dog safari, uh, <clears throat> Kala, brings back a lot of memories from NWA New England. 
Do you got anything else, or do you want to go right to your number one weirdest, weirdest <laughs> wrestling venue? Well, uh, I mean, no, I, I'll just go to my number one. And again, I, I've wrestled a lot of funny. I wrestled a lot of weird venues this year. So this year, I got booked for a Top Row Promotion show that was at a like a campground. Like this is, and this is like a campground, not like a campground for like. Like you would think, like kids go to or whatever, like yeah. that. This is like where families go to, like vacation, like a big campground. So you rent a camping mm-hmm. space with your trailer or whatever. And I'm <laughs> I'm taking the drive into this, and I'm just like, where where the hell am I? So way back in the back of this camping area and 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 we finally get to like this building that looks like it's some sort of like shower and laundry facility mm-hmm. like where people all it's like a communal like shower and laundry facility right disgusting um and our locker rooms upstairs but right there in the middle like on the basketball court there's the ring and when we got there when i got there People had set up like their lawn chairs and things of that nature to kind of reserve their spots. There you go to watch this professional wrestling show. So uh, I guess that's probably my number my number one weirdest. A I don't even remember what the damn campground is now, but a campground in uh, Western not Western Mass. Uh, what is, what is that Fall River area? South called? Shore. South Shore. Sure. The town in the South Shore area. I wrestled freight train Dan, who you're very yep. familiar with. Uh, and I shoved candy in his face after I beat his fat ass. Wow. So how about that, Mike? That's not nice. How about that? I can't believe you didn't talk about the pawn show. Oh, is that what you were leaving for me? I thought I was saving that for you, yeah. <laughs> no, we can, we can talk about it if you want. I mean, we've mentioned it before, but there was a show that was outdoors. American Cancer Society benefit. By a pond. Mm-hmm. And it was at a gun club, am I correct? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so it was outdoor show next to this- In August or something. Yeah, and it was- brutally hot we <laughs> talked about this before max's first match max bauer who is a past guest go to uh, our archives you can find our two-part episodes with uh, max bauer on his time in nxt but his first match took place at this pond show and the mat was so blazing hot that psycho who wrestles barefoot was standing on the bottom rope and we can have another mention of our good friend skunk o'malley who i mentioned last week <laughs> just yeah just last week who uh, was there for some inexplicable reason. Taking pies in the face. Yeah. And, wanted to take and it was all pitiful. Uh, he had said a lot of nasty things about chaotic wrestling after he left there after the years. And Jamie, Jamie made the comment to me afterwards, if he didn't look so disgusting with all the pie over him, I felt bad enough to let him in the battle royal. Because <laughs> he was kind of like hovering around the ring, just sort of waiting for the... For the big invite, <laughs> right over didn't happen. That, that never that never happened. He never got the comeback story <laughs> that uh, his career so richly deserved. <laughs> Speaking of feeling bad, though, the lasting memory is just the gentleman across the way fishing while the show <laughs> is going on. My, mine is the fact that it's a, it's a, it was a American Cancer Society benefit, and there were ladies dressed as Disney princesses just ripping butts. <laughs> so it's gonna hold up <laughs> but yeah i just think there's this guy fishing and how boring fishing is he's just staring at a lure in the friggin' drink rather than just <laughs> looking up and watching the wrestling how bad is the wrestling show that he's more enthralled by fishing he's probably pissed we were chasing all the fish away 
<laughs> Probably. That's true. But uh, okay, I'll go to my actual number one oh, weirdest you done wrestling yet? venue. Jesus. No, but I figured I'd bring up the pawn show just so we get that out there. How about having a wrestling show at Boston's City Hall Plaza? All right. Yes. Yes. Right now, there is a uh, ice rink set up at Boston City Hall Plaza, but a number of years ago, they set up a wrestling ring right outside the the you know the city hall of Boston. It was uh, for Tony Rumble once again, NWA New England slash Century Wrestling Alliance, and I don't remember a lot about it. I remember refing for our good friend, the real deal, Joel Davis. Good <laughs> from friend, the, friend of the program. <laughs> of course, I'm sure he'd come on if we asked him, and uh, I'm sure he would. And uh, Brutal Bob Evans and Alex Arion had a match they refereed as well. And it's just very strange. And I know that my wife is sick of hearing about it every time we go to Boston, which is often, as you know. And we walk by, we drive by City Hall. Every time I tell her, oh, you know, we wrestled here once. She says, yes, I fucking heard the story a thousand times. (laughs) Yes, I know you wrestled at Boston City Hall Plaza. But yes, I did wrestle. I didn't wrestle. I refereed at Boston City Hall Plaza. It's really something that would never happen today. And I think it was before they did the big spot where they set up the ring for DX and Mike Tyson and uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin before WrestleMania there. So they ripped you off? That's what you're saying, Mike? They ripped me off. (laughs) So yeah, that's my number one weirdest wrestling venue outside at Boston City Hall Plaza. And what did you guys think of this episode? We're talking about the weirdest places that we've been a part of wrestling shows. We didn't even talk about Fenway Park, which was this year. I mean, that's not weird, is it? (laughs) I don't know. There's a lot weirder. There's a lot weirder. But yes, honorable mention to the one and only, the friendliest place in baseball, Fenway Park, right? Is that what they call it? No, it's America's favorite ballpark. Oh, okay. <laughs> self-proclaimed. 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 <laughs> um, all right, let's get into Merv Griffin time. It is named for Brian's favorite episode of our favorite show, Seinfeld. Of course, we do voicemails over on the New Age Insiders Wrestling Network edition of this podcast. So get yours in now. We will play them this coming Monday, 401-584-9726. That number, once again, 401 401- 584-W-P-A-N. And yes, like I said, we are every week on Monday on the New Age Insiders Wrestling Network on their own feed. You can find both our weekly podcasts by searching W-P-A-N on your favorite podcast platform or by going to the all-new website, the WPAN.com. Of course, the way you participate here on Merv Griffin Time is using our hashtag on Twitter, hashtag W-P-A-N. And you mentioned it. We talked about Skunk O'Malley last Thursday. For our worst matches, and you weren't really happy with Mr. O'Malley for his participation in those matches. Well, somebody had to, it wasn't my fault. I don't think they get the podcast in the clink, so I think you're safe. <laughs> but when I posted this podcast, Brian, I posted negativity reigns because uh, you know it was a negative subject. Our worst matches, and at that's what always wins. Yes, and at King of the Center says. Negativity Reigns, Roman Reigns' long-lost brother debuting in 2019. I don't think so. (laughs) It's another one of the uh, Samoan dynasty? Yes. And uh, so, yeah. Steven, at HHHGuy2004, says, We will give you a pass on this Heal Laugh Hall of Fame. Christmas time decided to give Mike an early gift. And that was last week's Heal Laugh Hall of Famers, Matt Hardy, and Bray Wyatt, the dueling laughs, which I think they did again this week on yes, Raw. Yes, they did. Of course, they did it again this week on Raw. You're souring already? I, I just, you know, they literally did the same exact thing. <laughs> you can't unsour. You got to sweeten as well. <laughs> I, I'm just, you know, it. I don't know. I, 
I don't know. It's it's going to be it's. I already see where it's going. Oh no, <laughs> Brian. I, I, why can't you, I don't know? Forget it. Negativity, Brian. Let's get <laughs> let's be positive on this podcast. Negativity in this town sucks. Jamie <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jamikowski. He is at Jamie J U C W on the Twitter. He says catching up on podcasts. Just went banana for at Brian Malonis using the word nards <laughs> on at the W P A N. So yeah. You talked about uh, Skulka Mally hitting you between your belly button and your nards with a drop kick. <laughs> Indeed. At least he didn't hit your nards. Well, who's to say he didn't? Are <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you Brian Longballs? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> uh, the curb was great this year, wasn't it? Curb was <laughs> outrageous. This so year. good. So I want to go back and watch the whole season again because I'm sure there were. So many jokes I missed just because of the of the length of time that I was laughing. Yes. From, like when he had the kid pinned down and told him he was going to go F his mom. <laughs> 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 I, I almost threw up. <laughs> Any curb fans out there? <laughs> Let us know at the WPAN on Twitter. If not, that last statement's going to be really out of context. <laughs> Well, this past Monday, we've talked about it. We had Mikazi, costume designer for WWE, on the podcast. and Not, not a seamster. That's a made-up word. No, I made, I made that one up. Uh, Mike Mills, at Mike504Saints on Twitter, says, Must say, on Brian's second appearance in 2016 on Booking the Territory, Malona spoke very highly of Mikazi and how great of a wrestler he is. He wasn't kissing up Croc Socks. See? Oh. I've always been very complimentary of, of Mikazi. You were kissing up, though. I was not. Okay. He's telling the truth. At King Ajar on Twitter says, Hi, asking for a friend. Any cameos this week on your show from, say, a guest's significant other? <laughs> no, it was not a cameo at all. No. There was no uh, there was no cameo. <laughs> oh, I, I see what you're saying. Yes. I misunderstood. Uh, yeah, no no, no cameos. No cameos. <laughs> uh, Bill Neville. Uh, hey, hey, you know what? You want guests like that on this podcast? Help us spread the word. Share the episodes. Retweet them. Share them with your friends. Tell them how great it is. Upvote them on Reddit. Yes, in Squared Circle. And then we'll get. Well, then we'll get guests like that. Yes, Bill Neville actually says, "If only there weren't gatekeepers preventing that type of thing from happening easily." <laughs> yes. <laughs> mm. Brian Fury, uh, our old friend, he should be back on the podcast soon. He's at Brian at X Brian X Fury X. The worst Twitter to have to read. On a podcast. Get that changed immediately. It's almost as bad as an underscore. Yes, exactly. He said, love listening to my greatest rival, tag team partner, gear maker, and close friend at I Am Mikaze on this week's WPAN. Give it a listen. Thanks, Brian, for sharing. And uh, another Brian, at Brian Bassshaw on Twitter says, I didn't think I'd find a discussion on costume designing for wrestlers. Interesting. But I was actually engrossed. Great episode today, guys. Thank you very much, Brian. Hey, Mike, I just want to ask you, who came up with the idea to ask Mikazi to be on the show? Uh, that's your get. Oh, okay, cool. If we're doing the Edge of Christian thing, that's your get. Well, yeah, I, I, I'm on fire lately. You sure are. <laughs> You're doing quite well for the podcast. Thanks for finally stepping up after a year and a half. Well, I figure I've been carrying the audio portion of it. I might as well carry the, uh, <laughs> the whole shebang. There you go. Thanks so much. I, I really appreciate it. At Lone Wolf GAM, our friend Greg Myron says, What a great interview about what it's like to be behind the curtains as a costume designer. Truly the unsung heroes of pro wrestling. Thank you, Greg. And uh, finally, 
Jacob Allman. He is at Jacob Allman on Twitter. Great listening to at the WPAN podcast, talking with Brian Malonis. You make at Sasha Banks WWE look the greatest every week. I'm assuming he's talking to uh, Mikazi there. Yes, at <laughs> And I, what I don't understand here, he says, talking with Brian Malonis. Where was I? Invisible as always. I must have stepped out. <laughs> I didn't have any questions from Mr. Mikazi. You're very forgettable. Yeah, go back and check out. It Brian Malonis and that other guy. Go back and check out the episode. By the time you're listening to this, it will probably be the most listened to podcast uh, that we've ever done. So that's great. And thanks to everyone who checked it out. And thank you to everyone who's a part of Merv Griffin time. And uh, we look forward to talking to you on Twitter. And we'll bring you the best of it next week on the wrestling podcast about nothing on BDARadio.com. And thanks for joining Putting Over Podcasts. That is the Facebook group where we're talking about wrestling talk. All you got to do is go to Facebook, put in the search bar, Putting Over Podcasts. That is where you'll find me. You'll find the Kingpin. You'll find all of your favorite wrestling podcast hosts and wrestling podcast fans over there. We're all congregating, talking about wrestling podcasts. So join us over on Facebook for Putting Over Podcasts. Booking the Territory. We heard from Mike Mills just a minute ago. The Booking the Territory Pro Wrestling Podcast happens twice a week. Sunday's the Smoky Mountain Show. Thursday's their flagship show. MikeMills.Podbean.com or wherever podcasts are sold. And our vantage point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast with Joe Morata and Michael Quinn. They're in the new season now. Make sure to check them out wherever you get your podcasts or go to OVPPodcast.com. Great episode this week. Yes. And finally, the Rundown Wrestling Podcast. Jason Stewart, Sal, Tony, all the rest over there they got stuff going on all week on the rundown wrestling podcast feed check them out today well on this podcast though we have made the effort to establish a very unique very exclusive hall of fame now in life as in wrestling the number one way to tell people they're up to no good is through laughter i hearken back to the immortal words of one tarzan taylor he told me all it takes is that one over-exaggerated guffaw to let everyone know you're pure evil so with that said, I am humbly submitting this week's inductee to the wrestling podcast about nothing's He'll Laugh Hall of Fame. Hot Stuff Eddie Gilbert with both belts. Terry Taylor's belt, Nikita Koloff's belt. Unification will come, though, during Starcade. No, 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 no. What I have, Tony Schiavone, is our belts. What I'm talking about is Terry Taylor and myself. Now, what it's come down to is Starcade 87. Six-man tag team match myself and my great friend returning, Larry Zabisco and Rick Stunner and myself against Michael P.S. Hayes, gorgeous Jimmy Garvin, and Sting. But let's put that aside just one second. Let's talk about the big thing. The thing when you really talk about all the matches, Ron Garvin and Ric Flair. When you talk about Dusty Rhodes and Lex Luger. When you talk about everybody else and the scaffold matches and everything, it all comes down to one thing. Is the UWF better or is the NWA better? See, Nikita Koloff, when it comes down to it, let's just put the belts down. See, there's only going to be one champion. When you go to the ring, boy, you better remember that Dusty Rhodes, Ron Garvin, the Rock and Roll Express are all going to be out there watching because you are representing the NWA. And I want you to know that every UWF wrestler will be watching Terry Taylor. It all comes down to a war now. Which one is the best? We know which one is the best. And I want to tell you, Nikita Koloff, this is going to be two of the longest walks in your life. The walk to the ring and the walk to defeat. <laughs> wait for it. Wait for it. Made you wait for that one. I was a little disappointed in that one. That was a little uh, half-assed that, that he'll uh Lackluster? Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. 
Well, I wanted to look back fondly on Hot Step Eddie Gilbert. He's a guy that is not really recalled by a lot of wrestling fans. He did great work in WCW, in UWF, in Memphis especially, a little bit in ECW. But uh, yeah, Eddie Gilbert. Like the booker of ECW, like early days of ECW? Before, yeah, he was replaced by Paul Heyman. And uh, you know what happened with ECW from there? It was a net negative on the business, as you said. <laughs> <laughs> if only Eddie Gilbert had stuck around. Oh, you're creating your narrative here. <laughs> okay. It all comes into focus now, Mike. But so yeah, I I like that laugh. That was uh not super over the top, but Pretty understated. Yeah. He's uh he's laughing. And that's what this is all about, the Heel Laugh Hall of Fame. <laughs> Check out this Heel Laugh Hall of Fame inductee in all his glory. Find the link to the video in the description of this episode, also at bdaradio.com or at the WPAN.com. All right, Kingpin, you're packing your bags, about to hit those highways and those byways this weekend, doing that pro wrestling thing. Where are you headed? Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, Mike. I'll be... Getting up bright and early on Saturday morning. I'm not going Friday night because I got tickets to see The Last Jedi. Oh. How about that? Mm-hmm. And, but then I'll be getting up real early on Saturday morning, getting in my car, and driving by myself to Philadelphia, Pennsylvania for Ring of Honor International TV Ow! taping at the 2300 Arena, formerly known as the ECW Arena. Mm-hmm. It all ties together. Yes. So I'll be taking part in that Saturday night. That's all I got this weekend. But I'd say it's a pretty damn big night. It is, and I'm sure we'll talk about it very soon on the podcast. Yeah, and if uh, yeah, as you're listening to this, don't forget to check out Final Battle, Ring of Honor's Final Battle, the biggest pay-per-view of the year for Ring of Honor. Tomorrow this night. Yes, tomorrow night, live on, on Thursday. live on pay-per-view from the Hammerstein Ballroom in New York City, where I've wrestled before, Mike, as you know. Yes, you have. Yes, you have. <laughs> I'm kind of a big deal, buddy. Apparently, you're getting there. You're getting there. <laughs> Hopefully together, through this podcast, we'll get there. Uh, I feel like I'm going to probably leave you in the dust. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite possible. It's going to be WPAN hosted by Mike Crockett with, well, I, I don't know, Bell Creeper. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Book the Kingpin. Get him out of my face. Email Brian Malonis at Comcast.net or DM him on Twitter at Brian Malonis. And for more on the wrestling podcast about nothing, and to check out BDA Radio's MMA podcast, A Man Walks Into an Armbar with Chad Alden and Paul St. Amon Jr., head on over to your home for MMA and wrestling talk, BDARadio.com. All right, we will be back next Monday with episode number 87 of the wrestling podcast about nothing on the NAI Wrestling Network. Then you can catch us back here for the next edition of the WPAN on BDARadio.com and the Podcast Radio Network. Till then, he is the Kingpin Brian Malonis. I'm Mike Crockett. Big ups to Mucko, and thanks for nothing.